Hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew. It's the devotional where every day we try a new brew and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true and it's day 355. We're going to get right into it today because I'm very excited to try our cold brew for tea week. Before we do that though, let's make sure we're reading from the same scriptures. So day 355, we have almost read the whole Bible, by the way. I am incredibly impressed with us all. But today we're going to be reading from Psalm 145 again, uh, verses 13 to 21, Revelation chapter 13, and Ezra chapter 7, verse 11 to 28, and chapter 8, verses 1 to 14. It's going to be a good one today. And let's hope that our cold brew tea is also going to be a good one because today we've got the spiced chai, another favorite hot tea that I had. I think I had this with milk and without milk and both times really enjoyed it. And so let's see how it is as a cold brew. It's been sitting in the fridge for a little bit. Yes, I've got the tea bag still in. We'll see if it's uh, living up to its hype. Let's go. Mm, okay. Look, I think I enjoyed the apple pie yesterday better than that one. I'm gonna have to try it. They're very similar. They're both quite cinnamon chai kind of vibe. But I think when they're so similar, it's hard because you kind of compare them. It's not bad. I mean, it's not bad. I just wouldn't, mm. Yeah, I mean, like, it's okay. It's okay. It's good. It's good. But I think we can move on from that. Enough of the brew, as we say. Let's get into the Bible. When I was younger, I broke a finger on my hand. I wish I could say I was doing something brave or heroic or at least sporty. Nope. I was running to catch a bus and caught the hand on a big brass doorknob and broke it. I broke my finger because I ran into a door. Yes, that's right. The truth is though, you don't realize how much you use your hands, how important they are when some t something suddenly is wrong with them. You don't realize how common references to hands are in the Bible until you start looking for it, which is what I did today. But hands are referenced in the Bible a lot. We see God's power move through the laying on of hands. The hand of God can be upon us. We are safe in his hands. God's hands speak of safety, power, belonging. Our hands in the Bible speak of good works, fruit. The theme of hands, specifically the hands of God, runs through our three passages today. So we're going to have a look at them. First of all, in Psalms, we read that God's hands are open and generous. Verse 16 says, You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. Not only is he generous, but he satisfies. And man, in a world where people are becoming less and less satisfied, what a beautiful reality. He fulfills our needs. Verse 17, the eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. We also read in this passage today that he is faithful, trustworthy, a healer. He's righteous. He's near to us. I want to encourage you. That in every season, we must bring to mind who God truly is. All of these things I've listed and more. It's when the world shows us pain and confusion that this revelation, this truth of who God is, can be brought to mind and help bring us to victory. 
When we're struggling, he is near. When we're in lack, we know his hand is open and generous. Don't forget these truths. Meditate on them. Bring them to mind often. All right, moving on through to Revelation. As we read, we recognize that God's hand writes our names in the book of life. Man, that is so special. We encounter beasts in this passage today. Metaphorical pictures of what's to come or what's already upon us, perhaps. I wanted to read this commentary about our first beast, which represents a persecuting power. Check this out. This chapter contains a description of a human government at its worst, a demonic power. It needs to be read alongside Romans 13, in which human government is seen at its best, a godly authority. All human government is a mixture of Revelation 13 and Romans 13. Some governments are more like Romans 13, and some are more like the description here. Don't be surprised, therefore, by governments making anti-Christian laws and even persecuting the church. The first beast in our passage today persecutes the church. The second beast imitates Christ and tries to deceive. He acts like Christ with signs and wonders, but he is false. Later, not today, but we will read of it, a third beast, another false and evil one. It's almost like the devil is presenting an anti-trinity. This passage also mentions the infamous 666 concept that has been hotly debated and has created a lot of hysteria over the years. Man, I don't claim to understand and uh, or have a confidence in my understanding of an interpretation of this. I could do years of research and maybe I'd have a clearer understanding. Maybe one day I'll do that. But I do think that we're not really truly going to get a full revelation of this until it's happening. For now, I know the importance of having and developing spiritual discernment for these days. These beasts are deceptive, remember. I don't think they'll look like beasts when they're presented to us. We must know God so well that we can recognize the counterfeit in any context. I'm going to say that again because I think that's really important. We must know God so well that we can recognize the counterfeit in any context. I'm encouraged though by verse 8. It says, All inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast, all whose names have not been written in the Lamb's book of life, the Lamb who was slain from the creation of the world. Through salvation, God's hand has written our names in the book of life. He was slain so we could be protected. Finally, in Ezra, we see that God's hand is upon those who look to him. The book of Ezra isn't really about Ezra. It's about the restoration of the people of God back to God. But Ezra is featured. And in this passage, we see that God's hand was on this leader. Under God's hand, Ezra had wisdom. He had favor with the people of authority and he was successful. Verse 28 says, And who has extended his good favor to me before the king and his advisors and all the king's powerful officials? Because the hand of the Lord my God was on me, I took courage and gathered leaders from Israel to go up with me. Because of Jesus, God's hand is on you too. Like Ezra, 
If we look to him, give him the glory, seek out his will, God will bring blessing and favor on us too. He'll place his hand of favor on us. All right, time for verse of the day. It's verse uh, Psalm, sorry, 145 verse 14. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. I want to bring your attention to one key word in this passage. All. You are not the exception. If you are down, if you are fallen, God is willing and able to lift you up. If only you'd let him. Not a scripture from our passage today, but I thought it worked in nicely with what we talked about today. So here we go. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Thank you, Lord, for your hands. Your hands upon us, your hands of favour in Jesus' name. And that's it today for The Daily Brew. Thank you so much once again for having me, for joining me, for digging into God's Word with me. I hope you enjoyed yourself and I hope that you will come back tomorrow because we are so flipping close to the end. So I'm going to leave you to read those scriptures if you haven't already. And if it's the start of your day, have a wonderful day. If it's the end of your day, good night, sleep tight, and we'll catch you here tomorrow.